The Bible reading is taken from Luke chapter 10, reading from verse 25. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied. How do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbour as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied. Do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbour? In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he travelled, came where the man was and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbour to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, Go and do likewise. Amen. Last week, we were asked to consider those in our lives who would have been considered kind people. Those people who quite often would go the extra mile and then some in order to help where needed. And it's right that we remember these people in our lives because their actions will often have an impact on us far beyond the actual physical act itself. While it's good to acknowledge the kindness of people, have we ever taken the time to consider the goodness of people? How many people can you recall who have made an impact because of their goodness in the biblical sense. What do we mean when we talk about goodness, especially in the light of it being considered a spiritual fruit? The well-known parable of the Good Samaritan is a good place to start in order to try and understand what we mean when we talk about goodness. For we can see goodness in action in the character of the Samaritan. First, we come to understand that the spiritual fruit of goodness involves compassion. After the man who was travelling from Jerusalem to Jericho had been attacked and left for dead by robbers, we are told that two sets of religious people passed by that man also leaving him for dead. 
But the Samaritan who was walking on the road, upon seeing the man, we are told in verse 33, took pity on him. The Samaritan was the only one who showed any kind of compassion to the stranger and went out of his way in order to help him. The spiritual fruit of goodness must involve compassion. The willingness to go out of our way in order to help someone else who is in need. It could be as simple as being the listening ear to a co-worker, a friend or family member who needs to talk, or having the willingness to go and help a family who is struggling. Who are we being compassionate to today? The second thing we learn from this parable is that the spiritual fruit of goodness involves extravagant giving. When the Samaritan man found the other man on the road, he tended and dressed his wounds with his own supplies, meaning that he would have had less for his own journey. He then took the Samaritan to an inn where he gave the innkeeper two days' wages in order to look after the man and promised to return to repay any additional expense that may have come from looking after the man. There was no limit put on the innkeeper. No expense was spared. Goodness will often involve a personal cost to us, whether that is physically or financially. But when we consider our goodness in the light of the Spirit, then no cost is too high and no expense is too much. The modern equivalent would be taking a naked, beaten person into your car to transport them to hospital. That is grace-filled action. That is goodness. Thirdly, we come to learn that the spiritual fruit of goodness involves an investment of time. The Samaritan interrupted his plans in order to take care of the man he found lying on the road. I'm sure that he would have already had his own reasons for making the journey to Jericho, with people possibly waiting for him to arrive. Yet he spends the night with the man, and then promises to return in order to settle the outstanding bill. The Samaritan laid aside his own plans for the sake of someone else who needed his time more. Time is a precious commodity these days. Yet we hold on to it so closely and shield it so closely that we have forgotten how precious the generous expenditure of it is. But if we really want to live out the call of goodness in our lives, then we need to be willing to put aside our plans and our time for the benefit of others. Compassion, 
extravagant giving, investment of time. Just three aspects of the spiritual fruit of goodness that can be seen from the parable of the Good Samaritan. Some will be easier for us to live out than others. But let us remember that this is a spiritual fruit, so it is not something that we have to do on our own. With the help of the Spirit, we can and will develop the fruit of goodness within our own lives. Father God, you are the source of all goodness and the fountain of all that is worthy. From you comes light and hope, joy and forgiveness. And for you we bring our songs of joy and thanksgiving. We praise you that your goodness is always at the heart of your creation and that all we see and experience, all that is wholesome and good, comes from the heart of your glory and finds its origin at the centre of your love. Father, it is your goodness that gave us life and provides for our every need each day. It is your essential integrity that calls us and makes us your own. It is your honest, demanding and unattainable love that enriches each day and every corner of life. Father, we praise you and thank you for the goodness we find in your Son. May our prayers bring him glory and honour and our lives become a reflection of his love. In the name of Jesus, who himself is the very centre of your goodness, we pray. Amen.